Folks, today we finally conclude the 37th chapter. 37th chapter, in one word, B'ma'asenu, our actions, an, an amazing empowerment that the Alter Rebbe gives us in this chapter. That the fate of the world is up to us. It's totally B'ma'asenu V'ma'asenu. It is dependent on you and I and our actions, our divine service throughout the time of exile. That we have the capability of changing the world for good. You know, that's a, that's an amazing thought. And that we're just a little speck in the whole galaxy. On this little speck called Ronnie Fine. Not even a speck in when you consider the entire galaxy. Delta Rebbe says, yeah, you could see yourself that way if you choose to. Or you could see yourself that it's dependent on you to change the world for good, to bring the final redemption, to bring Mashiach, which is the purpose of creation, ultimate purpose of creation, that God should be revealed in this world, that he should have a dwelling place in this world, and that's our discussion. How are we doing that? How do we achieve that? So we explain that this world by its nature is klipa. It's a shell that covers over on the presence of God. And every time we do a mitzvah, we're actually taking that husk, the outer layer that's covering on the spark of God that's animating the truth of its reality that's connected to God and we're revealing that in every mitzvah that we do and not just every mitzvah but everything that we engage in that brings us to the mitzvah the food the drink the car that brought you to the shul today not on Shabbos but today um, and or brought you to the hospital to visit the sick or whatever mitzvah that it brought you to um, also gets elevated also is animated by klipas noiga, an admixture of good and evil, and we take the good from it and we're elevating it to the divine. So where do we do this most? So Alter Rebbe continues in today's class, it says that the active mitzvahs that we do are transforming me and the, the object that I'm engaged in and the things that brought me to perform that mitzvah. So... You know, prayer, if you needed some food to eat, so it gave you some strength. And then, you know, the act of putting on tefillin, the act of prayer, saying words and so on, is amazing. That's all elevated. You know where it's mostly elevated? It says, the alternative says, with this, now we can understand what, how our sages um, extolled greatly the mitzvah of tzedakah, of charity, and declared it, our sages, that it's equal to all other mitzvahs. Actually, in the in the Talmud, Yerushalmi, in the Jerusalem Talmud, when it says the word mitzvah, it refers to tzedakah. Mitzvah stam, just in reference to a mitzvah, that's it. Now why? What's so unique about this mitzvah? Well, what's the point of a mitzvah is to elevate our animal soul and our body to be engaged in the divine, that it's elevated from klipas noiga, 
the shell that's covering over on the true nature of our animal soul, of our body, which is godliness. And by doing the mitzvah, we elevate it. And it's absorbed in the Ein Soif, in the limitlessness of God. That's every mitzvah. But when you do tzedakah, it's actually more in that mitzvah than any other mitzvah. Why? Because what are you doing when you're giving tzedakah? You're giving for your money, hard-earned money that you worked hard for. As they say, the Altaibism say this, blood, sweat, and tears, <laughs> right? That you work hard for that money means your animal soul was engaged to make that. Your body was engaged more so than the act of putting on tefillin. The act of putting on tefillin is just, you know, one limb putting on, but making money, complete engagement of the individual. And now what are you doing? From that complete engagement of the animal soul in the body to make that money, you're giving it to someone else. You're giving it to someone else. In other words, there's more of your animal soul and body engaged in the act of tzedakah, of the money that you're giving, because of the way you earned it, than any other mitzvah. Much more of that animal quality that's engaged. And now... You're giving it away to another. That means your entire vital soul is absorbed in the divine as opposed to an element of your vital soul. Now, what happens if you didn't work hard for your money? We just said because you work hard, blood, sweat, and tears, there's engagement of the body, the animal soul in, in, in making this money. And now you give away to tzedakah. You give it away to tzedakah. Well, what happens if you won a lottery? What if it's an inheritance? Or what if you're just, you know, uh, your money is invested and you not invest well and it and it's making for you? So you're not really. How much of your animal soul is engaged? Now there is nonetheless. What could you use that money for? For your animal soul, for your bodily needs, for your own sustenance whether it's mere sustenance or it's enhanced enhanced sustenance right so it's me you know yeah it's only a canoe that you bought that you go canoeing with or it's a yacht <laughs> right you could have used the money for that and what'd you do you gave it away i'm partially away right you gave it away so what do we see over here that you gave away life that could be only used that could be used for you your sustenance and you gave it to sustain another so again that's a complete sustenance you know kind of not just had an, a morsel of bread but you got mm, can I have sushi right instead okay so I won't have sushi I'll just have something simple and you gave away tzedakah Right. Now you can have both, obviously. But the point is that that money could have been used towards you, and now you're sustaining somebody else. So what do we see? Greater engagement in tzedakah. Now the alternative is going to make the argument the other way, though. That our sages say, that the study of Torah is equal to all of the other mitzvahs, including tzedakah. Hmm. We just got finished saying how great tzedakah is, right? So 
what's going on with this statement of sages that seems to contradict the previous statement. The alternative explains. What happens when we study Torah, as opposed to tzedakah, you're using your body, your animal soul, it's outer garments, right? You, how do you make money? By, by doing, by, and back in the day, especially, you know, physical engagement. How are you studying Torah? It's not a physical engagement. It's more of the spirit. It's more of your thoughts, speech. Right, so it's the inner garments of the vital soul that you're engaging. You're suffusing godliness in a deeper element of you. Furthermore, your actual actual intelligence is being molded and shaped. Your chachma bin of das, wisdom, understanding, knowledge. Your chabad, your brain, when you study Torah, it's becoming a different brain. Right? Becoming because you're actually absorbing holiness. When you study Torah, when you're concentrated in <laughs> understanding, right? Now, although we said inwardly we can't change ourselves, only the tzaddikim could, but that's only when it comes to the emotions. The emotions we will not change. Meaning, emotionally, we are who we are. Righteous, they can transform it. We will not transform our emotional state of being. So in other words, if we have a desire for things, a lust and uh, and so on, uh, those things will still be in our heart. It might be diminished somewhat, but they're not truly transformed. But we can't transform our intelligence. That now there's a crevice in my brain because of the Torah study that I'm engaged in right now and in every day. I've actually transformed something of the of my actual being. The emotions, so oh, I'll still, you know, I still might enjoy chocolate, <laughs> right? Uh, and the like. And the alternative explains that's um, because of the shattering of the vessels that happen in the divine emotions as, far, as opposed to divine intelligence. Okay, but aside from that point, that right, that were the transformation in other words, a mitzvah, the transformation is more external. Torah study, it's more internal. It's my thoughts and even my intelligence, right? But aside from this, there's a, a, a far more important aspect of what makes Torah more superior over all other mitzvahs. And that has to do with how we unite with God. When we do a mitzvah, God embraces us. We embrace God. 248 commandments, positive commandments, are like the limbs of God. So it's like the limb of God embracing me when I'm doing a mitzvah, which is amazing. However, an embrace is amazing, and it's a unity and a oneness with God, but it doesn't compare to the union that we have through Torah study. Torah study, it becomes absorbed and part of us so it's not just embrace of God. It's a part of God that's absorbed in our being. It becomes our flesh and blood, so to speak. It becomes our perspective, that of God. And that's why Torah is likened to water. Because water 
on the top of the mountain and the bottom of the mountain, the same water. In other words, Torah, that the way it is in the divine realm above, is the will and wisdom of God. And when it's down here, even though it's physical things that we talk about, like in Rambam, right, that the ox gored the cow, and what's the, you know, the the responsibility of the owner of the ox towards the owner of the cow in paying for the damage, right? It's speaking about a physical reality, and it might even seem just like civil law. No, it's divine law. It's the same divinity in the spiritual realm as it, the water comes down to the bottom. It's the same thing. It's the same divine will and wisdom of God as it's expressed even though in a material, physical realm down here. So, um, in that respect, the unity that we have with God, that down here we have through studying His Torah, the will and wisdom, I'm not just embracing it, it becomes a part of me. That's a much higher and deeper unity than doing a mitzvah, even the act of charity. Charity has got a, an embrace, but that's on the outside, right? You embrace a person on the outside, right? A physical embrace. That's what a mitzvah does, has that physical. It's like the limbs of God, so the limbs of God are now embracing you. As opposed to the Torah study, it becomes a part of you. So it's a much loftier unity. Much greater. And that's what it means that we say in the, the morning blessings, I say, He gave us his Torah. He didn't give us um, he didn't give us merely his um, good ideas. He didn't merely give us, you know, um, like many people, you know, you get a washing machine and or a dishwasher, you get um, a guidebook on how to use it. So many people, that's how Torah is to them. It's a guidebook that God gives us on how to lead our lives. No, 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 no. No, it's his will and wisdom. It's an embodiment of his will and wisdom. So when we're studying it, we're embodying, embodying it. We are united with it. We are one with it. That's a much deeper um, unity. It's like the unity between the soul and the intelligence of the soul. The essence of the soul, the intelligence of the soul. Can you separate between the intelligence of the soul and the soul? No. They're, they're two separate things. I mean, they're, they're two separate ideas. One's the essence of the soul. It's beyond intelligence. But the intelligence is part of the soul. So it's a very deeper unity. And that's the unity that we have through the Torah study that we engage in. So what did we just say? Torah studies even greater than all the mitzvahs, including charity. Now the alternative goes back and makes the argument the other way. Nevertheless, what do our sages say? That the study is not the most important thing. The most important thing is action. Action-oriented mitzvahs. The physical act of the mitzvah. Oh, ping pong today we're playing.
That's why it also says, Hayoim, today you're not going to get reward. Today is Lasoysam, is to do. To do. That's the most important thing. Do the mitzvah. Put on your tefillin. Give charity. Light your Shabbos candles. Put on your tzitzes. Right? Physical act of a mitzvah. That's the entire purpose of the individual. That's why you came down here. Right? Why'd you come down here? To take from darkness and to transform it into light, into holiness, so that God's glory will fill the physical world entirely and that all flesh will behold godliness, God himself. How do you achieve that? Not through Torah study, because Torah study doesn't engage the physical material world, the darkness of this world. Right? But the physical act of a mitzvah does. And through that, what do we do? We make an abode for God, what he desires, to be dwelling in this world, in the physical re- reality of this world. Now, that's the, the value of a mitzvah, and therefore it's greater. Yet, when you don't need to do the mitzvah, or the mitzvah can be done without you, I mean, Tefillin can only put on yourself. No one can do it for you. But the concept that there is a mitzvah that could be done and you don't need to engage in the mitzvah, so then what do you need to do? Is study Torah. Hmm. Why? Because Torah is a greater unity with God. So what we have here... Well, let's move. Let's continue. Now, another uniqueness in the study of Torah that makes it even greater than mitzvahs going back to the other angle of things, is through study of Torah, we act, we call upon God, the essence of God, like a friend calling a dear friend or a child calling their parent. When we study Torah, we're calling God to be there with me, to, con- to connect with me. We're calling the essence of God to be close. And that's what we say in Ashrei every day. What do we say? Karav Hashem l'chol kairav. Hashem is close to all those that call Him. And that is in reference to prayer. When we call God in prayer, we're close. But then the verse continues, the second part, and it says, l'chol emes. All that call Him in truth. So that's a deeper thing. What's truth? Well, there's only one truth, and that's Torah. When you call God, in, that's called calling Him in truth. When you call Him for prayer, so the concept of prayer is, you know, for your needs to be fulfilled, right? God should heal; He should bring blessings of material wealth in it for us, right? So we're calling Him, but we're calling for ourselves. But when we call Him the Emes with truth, it's referring to Torah. 
because there's no other truth but Torah. And that's our truth. And we're calling him because he's my father. Calling him because he's a friend. Both things. Through study of Torah. In other words, creating that union, that connection, that oneness. You know, when you call, I'm calling you, you God, the essence of you. And that's what we're doing right now. Uh, you know, you're never alone. Because when you study Torah, you're learning with God. You're one with him. And not only one with him, but learning with him. Because that's for who you're calling, to be there with you. The Alta concludes chapter 37 and says that when you think about that, that will bring you a real sense of awe um, when you engage in Torah study. A great sense of awe when, when you're learning because you recognize that you're not calling a name of God, an attribute of God, a quality of God, calling God himself in Torah study to be connected to. Powerful stuff. That's the end of the chapter.